100. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. I hope you're learning something out there. The listenership has been booming lately. I had a look at some of the stats and the numbers of people listening have been pretty massive in August. August was our biggest month of listens and downloads. So welcome if you are new around here, if you've started with the latest content. There's a stack load to get through. There's probably 200 episodes now where you can go and learn from myself, my journey, uh, my mistakes, successful clients that we have, clients who have failed, um, also Mikey on the podcast as well, which have been popular. And they're all designed to get you thinking and get you talking with people around you as well and doing things that you might not have done before, saying things you might not have said, thinking things you might not have thought, and thinking that you're capable of beating the system, whatever the fuck that means, of getting out of the hardship, of the poor ship that you come from, whatever thing that you've decided is your thing when it comes to finances, I want to help you understand that we can let some of those things go and we can keep getting after it and there are ways to do that. We just don't really have the tools and the skills and sometimes even just the belief that that is possible. So that's what Keep the Change is about, to help you learn, try and put it all into plain language and then in return I'd like to see you do the same for maybe your children or your friends, your family and just be that financial guardian that maybe your community needs or your friends, your family need but they might not care at the moment but one day they may and you know you can never learn enough in this space because it's constantly evolving and if we look at the time that we're in at the moment, inflation is rampant, it sucks, it's killing our purchasing power and uh, I had a client in here this week and they were telling me how they are thinking about moving to Australia just simply because it just feels really hard to live in New Zealand at the moment. And that's such a shame, you know, that's such a shame that that's the point that we've gotten to. And, you know, that's just one person, that's one data point. I always try and teach people that it's just one data point so don't make massive decisions based on one data point alone. But I can only imagine if a client like this is feeling like that, there would be a number of others. And it's obviously a lot of younger people as well, and they want to go to Australia or they want to go seek a different life. And, um, you know, that's fair enough. We can't blame them. But at the same time, it's scary because we're going to lose some of our firepower, our next generation, our grunt, our think, our innovation. And, you know, it's, um, it's, it's not the direction I think we want to be going in, is it? So, you know, I appreciate that it is tough out there, and I'm trying to find ways to help you guys think about what you need to be thinking about and uh, maybe I'm too obsessed with this stuff, but anyway, whilst I've got the spare time and the uh, ability to do this, I'm going to keep doing it for you. So this week, we're talking about how 100k of income is your new target. Now, if you listen to earlier episodes, you will know that as a young fellow, when I was going through my accounting apprenticeship, my graduation, my degree, etc., all that shit into my first job, into my career, into my chartered accountancy, I thought, if I can make 100k a year, I will be a fucking baller, driving around listening to Chingy Baller on repeat, 24-7, just crushing life. And that was probably 10 years ago, but now... 2022, I'm at the stage where I think, it can't have been 10 years ago, maybe it was like 7, 8, but we're at the stage now, no, it would have been 10 years ago, where I think that all of us need to be aiming for 100k minimum, minimum to make. Now, of course, 
this is where it gets tricky because some people will be listening to this and they'll have kids or they will, uh, you know, they might even be on a benefit at the moment or they'll be looking at this and listening to this from their position going, whoa, whoa, what the fuck, mate, 100K, like you've got to be kidding me. At the moment I'm on 40, I'm on 50, I'm on 60, I'm on uh, a bugger all, I'm not even working, like whatever it is. But, you know, remember that where you are now doesn't need to be where you'll be in the future the whole thing about this content is to help us graduate beyond the person we are at the moment. And, you know, I've, I've had to do that as well. It's just a healthy thing to do, but it's a concept, again, that we don't really get taught too much. But just bear with this content and soak it up for a good few months and try and take some action and, and see where you get to in a year's time. But don't just dismiss this as 100K, you know, like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, how are you going to do that? And um, just to start with the belief that it's possible. And let's let's dig into this and, and have a look at one of the ways that I explained in this and just get you thinking about why you'd be thinking about this as a target too. Because remember, there's a big narrative out there about, oh, don't be greedy, you know, you don't need that much. Why do you need that much money? Um, you know, why do you need to work so hard? Oh, I want a work-life balance. Oh, quiet quitting is the fashionable thing at the moment. There's all this shit trying to take you the other way. Uh, and all of that stuff is just noise. And, and maybe it doesn't map towards the goals that you want. So again, as always, always go back to the start. What is it that you want from your life? What do you want it to look like? Do you want to be able to buy a latte a day? If you do, we've got to build some financial ways that we can do that rather than going, oh, I can only have one a week or you shouldn't be drinking one a day. Bullshit, you know, absolute bullshit. You should do the things that you want to do and then you've got to reverse engineer it and figure out how you can create the ability to do that. So when I first started writing these emails, which is a couple of years ago now, over two years ago, the median income in New Zealand was around $52,000 per year. Today, it's around $61,000. That's a fairly big increase, isn't it? But inflation back then was around 1.5%. Today, it's between 7 and 8%. Fuel? Oh, well, let's not even go there, okay? Prices have gone up and wages have too. Now, in one of the early lessons, we explored what $100,000 looked like after tax because this was my goal to hit before I turned 30. Now, I didn't get there because I quit my job at 28, I think I was, and I was on 80-something thousand plus a bit of extra cash on the side uh, through a bit of side hustling and whatnot so I might have been around like 80 85k and uh, I didn't I didn't make it so I didn't hit my goal um, but that my goal was because I thought like I said at the start that if I was making 100k you know life in New Zealand must just be a piece of piss and I could do whatever I wanted I'd have plenty of spare cash I'd be saving money uh, but interestingly, as I was even getting close to that 85k you know I was on credit cards and I was still using debt and stuff because I was just in bad you know, bad habits and doing all the dumb shit that I shouldn't have even needed to do. You know, I should have tidied myself up way before then, but it took me ages and it took me to get to that point and go, shit, I've got to go back to the start and tidy up some of these misdemeanors and these past sins and financial decisions I've made. It's put me into credit and thinking that, you know, having a credit card plus a Q card plus, uh, plus a, uh, a, a car finance, you know, that those are three smart things to be doing. And really, they, they obviously weren't. But you know, I thought that 100k would solve all of my problems and, you know, that's something that I thought a lot of people in New Zealand must achieve is 100k, like, piece of piss, surely, like, surely you get there by 30, then you, you know, easily do your 30s to your 40s and you figure out then from there how do you, how do you retire and whatnot and... Uh, when I first started reviewing some data in 2019, I actually took this from a post from one of the politicians and they were looking at what people pay in terms of tax and then who's in what tax bracket. And this 2019 data taught me that 8% of people had an income of above $100,000. Yeah, what? Only 8% of Kiwis, 8 in 100 Kiwis in 2019 in the data were making over 100K. Now, of course, 
there's always probably a bit of an exception there where some people might, this is um, what's in people's personal tax returns, there'd be some people who might leave profit in a company for instance, so they might actually have some extra profit, but don't go down the bandwagon of like, oh, business owners are rigging the system. I'll teach you something really, really interesting very quickly here. A lot of businesses that make profit and then have to pay tax, they don't do as well as what you think because what happens is say you are in business and you send out a, um, let me give you a really good, real practical example. Say it's $10,000 for a funeral. Now, you invoice the customer $10,000 and that's in March and they the funeral's held in March, it's $10,000. Now, they, they have to pay you in April, April the 20th and it gets to April the 20th and they can't afford to pay you. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, we're in trouble here. Let's just excuse the emotion given that this is an example of a funeral, uh, but just trying to keep it real practical for you because this is literally what happens in the industry. And they, the family says, look, we can give you five grand in cash, but we can't give you the other five and we need some time to pay it. And so you, you've invoiced your 10. Now, in the eyes of the IRD, they're like, whoa, 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 you've made 10K. You have made $10,000. That's $10,000 of revenue. And But... but it's now April the 20th and you've only collected five of it. Now they're going to get drip fed. And at the 31st of March, when we go, right, it's the end of the financial year, what's the profit for this business? There's 10 grand there included of income because you've delivered those services. So the rules and the law states you need to return that as income. So then say once we take off some expenses and whatnot, we work out what their profit is and we say, look, you got, um, let's say $2,800 of tax to pay just for this example. They're like, fuck, but I, I don't have the cash. Well, yeah, because you've still yet to collect it. So there's a lot of people out there that think that people hide money in companies and trusts and whatnot. You know, that's probably a very small percentage of people. In business, 40% of businesses are late to be paid. 40%. Imagine, imagine if 40% of employees were late to be paid. There would be an uproar. There would be an absolute uproar. So often businesses are paying tax before they've even actually collected the money of the work that they've done. And that's a piece of business that makes it really, really hard. But it's a good piece of education for you to have to realise like, oh, when you read those things in the paper about, oh, people are hiding money in companies and they're only paying 28% in tax when they really should be paying 33 or 39 like a lot of that is just bullshit and it's just two or three stories that they've written, written about and then everyone thinks, oh, everyone's doing that. For most people, they can't even fucking do that if they wanted to. They're still bloody ringing the family saying, excuse me, you still owe $5,000. I know this is a really tough time for you. Oh, but we can't, you know, we just can't quite meet the repayments at the moment and that's what the business owner is dealing with. And they're paying tax on the whole 10K and they've only collected a portion of it. So um, I've never really spoken about that before, but I, I should uh, teach that a bit further as well. But hopefully that gives you a little bit of extra insight as to the challenges of business and just to forget some of the bullshit that gets spun out there about how businesses are hiding cash and whatnot. But back to what we were talking about. Okay, so 8% of people in their tax returns have an income above $100,000. This is 2019. Now, given that we had massive wage inflation and people expecting more and businesses doing quite well and the economy booming during COVID when it was expected to kind of go the other way, I reckon that probably 11 or 12% of people would be earning over uh, $100,000 in the economy. But I'll, I'll get some true data for you at some stage and I'll be able to figure out exactly what that is. But for now, let's say that we think that it's about 11%. So one in nine people, one in nine people in New Zealand 
are making over $100,000. Now, the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at ways to encourage people to think about how they can earn more. Please get through this content as I think it is going to help you and it's going to become even more and more important. We're yet to discuss the proposed income protection scheme, which from what I understand will be compulsory if it's passed and if it becomes a thing and you will lose a percentage of your income. So you're going to pay a percentage of your income to guarantee that if you get made redundant at some stage, you'll be paid like 80% of your income for six months until you find another job. Now it's a new scheme as such uh, and we haven't introduced it yet, but if it gets introduced, you're going to be paying and your employer is going to be paying. So that's going to be more that's taken from your pay where you're then going to have less disposable income. And I'll write more about that for you soon as I figure out if that's definitely going to come in or not. But at the moment, you know, you'd want to keep it quiet, wouldn't you? Because if people start thinking like that, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I'm going to lose even more of my pay. I'm already doing it tough enough already. So you know, I don't care what politician is trying to implement it, if it was blue, green, fucking red, purple, whatever, it's a fucking hard sell right now in this landscape, isn't it? We've got massive inflation, it's at record highs, interest rates are going up, people are getting squeezed, we're not being able to save any money, we're spending everything, and then we're going to go, hey, look, you're going to lose 1.8% of your income as well, how's that going to go? Oh yeah, you're going to be like, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 we can't afford that right now. But that's what we've got to get ourselves ready for, right? Because that's something we can't control. And... When we can't control things, we've then got to figure out, okay, well, what can I do around that? So say you're going to lose 1.8% of your income. Well, I'm going to start making some content for you going, how can you find another 2%? And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment with people is inflation's here. What can we do to get on top of it? Now, let me give you 100 grand after tax. So 100K of income, tax and ACC, $25,380. If you contributed to KiwiSaver, like good saver for retirement would 4% save $4,000 gone. It's going to leave you with $70,620. That's about $1,358 in your hand per week of the year. So you've got $1,350 each week to spend. Now, let's say you save 10% of that, right? So you save 10% of your $70,620. You're going to have $7,062 per year. If you ignore interest, growth, and inflation, let's just ignore that and just say you did this for 10 years, you're going to have $70,620, plus you're going to have forty grand in KiwiSaver. Of course, these would have gone up with, um, you know, you've, you're going to have a higher amount because you're going to ensure, well, your, your income's probably going to change as well. But just keeping this very simple for you, say nothing changed, right? You're going to have $110,000, basically. $110,000. Are you going to be happy with that? Is that going to be, you're going to be feeling sweet about retiring? You're going to be feeling sweet about buying a house, like whatever stage of life you're at? That's 10 years of, you've swapped 10 years of your life to get 110 grand in the back pocket stored in KiwiSaver and savings for a decade. A decade, you've swapped it for 110 grand if you can save 10%. The rest of your money's probably gone and spent, uh, been spent on the things that are getting more and more expensive too. Rent, interest rates, power, phone, internet, insurance, food, activities, kids, school fees, vehicles, pets, clothing, birthdays, festivals, Christmas, health. It goes on, it goes on, and it goes on. I went and got uh, my teeth cleaned at a hygienist the other day. Um, 200 and something bucks. Oh, yeah, just come every six months. Oh, yeah, fucking no problem. I'm like, this is probably why I didn't come for fucking three years, you know? And and I can afford to. So I'm like, okay, Luke, you know, now you can afford to sort your shit out, but we get along there and get it done. Uh, but imagine for those families out there where they just cannot purely afford to, to do that. And then they might have kids and stuff as well. You know, shit is expensive at the moment. And no matter what you earn right now, you're feeling that this, you're, you're probably feeling this too, and we're all getting squeezed, right? Now, that's the problem of inflation. It, it does start to hurt. But you've only really got two options in this 
situation, don't you? One of them is to find ways to make more money and the other is to try and decrease your outgoings. Now, both of these, if we're honest, they're both really, really hard, right? Because even if we try and cut costs out of our lives, most of us will will get an income figure, say it's 60K, and we'll figure out, okay, what are all the things I need to pay for? What am I left over with? And then we'll move our life to match that so that it's all gone. And then we'll go, yeah, I might use buy now, pay later for my emergencies or for the things that I can't afford but I really want. And it's all gone, like the cash is all gone. So then simply telling someone just, oh, just fucking spend less, that's really hard because you've literally got to unwind all of the habits you've built around your finances. And it could be that you buy um, just shit that you don't need online every month as soon as you get paid and you've built that habit. So you've got to try and unwind that. And it, it's fucking hard to unwind habits. So it's really easy to tell people spend less and it's really, really hard to tell people to earn more. But I think one of them, earning more is actually one's way more valuable that's gonna you're gonna learn a lot more and you're gonna become more valuable and more skillful to do that but we just don't teach people this because not many people can do it and that's why we have so few people who earn under a hundred thousand dollars in this country now imagine if we said if we taught this from a young age like how do you make more money like how like literally what is the formula how do people do it and taught people this? I think we'd have a completely different country. And so that's why so much of my content is around earning extra income because I don't see other people talking about this. And this is something that I picked up on and was like, man, it is broken. To start with, I felt real bad and I felt yuck and greedy and why do you have to set your target so high and all this sort of stuff. And then I realized like, well, I'm so glad I got on that train because it's allowed me to feel less anxious about inflation and all these different things because I've learned ways to cope with it and to be able to add an extra income. But again, we don't do it. So we just try and take everyone down the quick route of, oh, just spend less. But at the moment, inflation's ramping all those costs up and people are going, well, I'm fucking trying that and it's still not working. So for you, I suggest that you start, uh, you set a minimum target of income of $100,000 for you as an individual, or at least adding 10% of your current income as a target. So there's two options there, but let's just focus on trying to target 100 grand of income. Like, why not? Why do we not want to be one in the nine in New Zealand? Imagine if we could then teach someone else to do it. You know, then we can just drag up the number. It could be two in nine people do, you know? But it's so hard and it's, but it's possible. And so many people are doing it. One in nine people are doing it. So we just need to start learning from them, right? Now, it might take some time to hit this target as well. Remember, my target was 100K by the time I was 30 and I started my working career on 36K. And I was like, okay, what's my path to get to 100K? And I was on that path. And I think I, I would have done it by 30, but obviously I binned it uh, with two years to go and I got out of that vehicle and changed my vehicle into business. It's okay, but it's that it's going to take some time. But the point here is that it's going to give us direction. So we've now got something we're aiming for. And direction's great for us because we can start finding solutions. We know how much we want and therefore where we are going. Well, we're going to 100K. Where the fuck is it? How am I going to get there? You know, now we've got our target, we've got some direction, and we can get into the how. To start with, we've got to have the belief that it's even possible. For too many years, we've had people tell us we have a low-wage economy. Everyone bangs on about that. The economists and shit and the politicians and just people, and you're like, yeah, fucking cool story, mate. Like, what can we do about it? There never seems to be much explanation of how we solve this. And then there's people that come along and they go, right, we need to change the entire system or the entire entire way the economy works and uh, the, the different industries people are working in and we'll drag up their wages and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's all good and well, but that might even take a decade. So what can I individually do to help beat this low-wage economy that we live in. 
Now, as always, we have to look to ourselves to figure out what we can each individually do to get some of our purchasing power back. Times have changed and we need to learn how we fit all of our expenses into our after-tax level of income. Now, I know that this will sound scary for a lot of you because statistically, eight out of nine people won't be earning this right now. That means eight out of nine, eight out of nine people will be in a position where they'll go, that seems fucking hard. How? Like, how am I going to do that? Again, one, start with the belief, then we can get to the how. Now, often we only believe things once we see them, don't we? But just make sure you don't get limited to your current situation. Believe that it's possible and then think about the how. I keep reiterating that. Now, let me tell you about a client that I spoke to this week. And they're taking on a border for $200 per week. That's $10,400 per year. 10 grand from taking on a border. Now, on a border, I've just done a video on this. It's different to a tenant, it's different to a flatmate. Basically, it's having someone integrated into your household and you are usually cooking their meals. It's like an extension to the family. You're paying for their power, their internet, all of that stuff, and they're giving you some money to be there. Now, in New Zealand, if that's under $207 per week, you should, I'll say should because I just don't know your personal situation and the way you're going to do this, you should be able to use the border exemption which allows you to receive that money tax-free. It's different to someone who lives in your house and it's renting a room and pays their own portion of the power of the food and whatnot. You're, you're literally renting a room to that person. A border is where you're copping all the costs and you're looking after them and you're paying their food and some power and whatnot. You're not charging them additional for that and you're only getting 200 or 207 bucks as the maximum per week. Now, let's say this client earns $100,000 per year. You may think that this is a 10% increase in their income, i.e. 10400 divided by 100000 Ah, 10% increase. Wow, this $10,400 shouldn't be taxable for this specific client. So 10400 divided by 70620 so that's our after-tax amount and after-KiwiSaver amount. So that's what disposable income would have each year if we earned $100K. $70,620 and paid four grand into KiwiSaver. Now, if we bolted on an extra 10400 and we divide that by that $70,620, we've got 14% of new disposable income to help ourselves beat inflation. So that's literally what my client has done. And now they don't need to worry about inflation because they've solved it. They've figured out for them, how can I bring in some extra income and help me uh, fight inflation. Now, of course, they're probably going to have to buy some extra food and whatnot for the border, and power might go up for them, but I dare say they're not going to rinse the 10 grand that they get given. Say it costs them 20% of it, so 2,000 bucks, they're going to be left with the 8 grand, and that's still going to be a nice jump on the disposable income of maybe 12% beating inflation. Now, your exercise this week is to write down at the top of a, the page one of these two things. How could I make $100,000? Or how could I make an extra 10% of my income? So if you're on 60 grand a year, you want to write down, how could I make an extra $6,000 of income? Now, you want to write down all of the answers that your brain gives you. You are all smart enough to do this. This is a very, very simple exercise. If you've got a partner, do it with them. Get their buy-in as well. You've got double the brain power. Hey, Joe, Melanie, whatever, how are we going to make an extra $6,000 in the next 12 months? Write down every answer your brain gives you. Now, you may choose not to do some of these, but you will ideally pick something on this page and practice it. You'll go, yeah, we could probably get a bore in this house, actually, you know? And then you might go, oh, maybe we'll Google it. You know, how are other people making extra income? You start going down this path, and you can give your brain a problem, and it will solve problems for you. That is literally what your brain is for. 
You just have to, like a calculator, you key in the fucking problem and it will give you the answer. That is what your brain does. It's outstanding. So you want to both sit down and go, okay, and even if you're single, then how can I make $100,000? Well, you're going to start to look at some of the answers. Your brain's going to start telling you, I need to change jobs. Well, I need, you know, first thing people will do, usually the brain should go a hundred grand minus what you currently get paid. That's what you need to fill the gap with. But if that gap is less than 10% of your current income, I would suggest you do the second exercise. You want to go, so say you're getting paid, uh, you know, 95 grand, you're thinking, well, I just need to make an extra 5K. No, no, you know, you want to be making nine and a half K. So we're trying to make it hard enough for ourselves that we have to really go and do some things we haven't done before. But write down some of the answers your brain gives you and then go and have a crack at a couple of these. Oh, maybe I should sell some bloody jam chutney or maybe I should do some photos for people. Maybe I should do some cricket coaching like my mate on the podcast the other day and then work out how much of that you need to do to hit your target. The skills that you learn by doing this and by bringing in new income are empowering, and they will stay with you for life. They can, of course, be taught too. It's just that most people will never do this shit. We don't teach it, and I always bang on about it, but it's so easy for everyone to sit around the, oh, yeah, if I could invest it in this index or buy one less latte or whatever, you know, that, that shit, that's not practical. That's not really good. Like, okay, buying one less latte could be practical, but those are just tactics, and those are just, you know, boring stuff you're not going to learn a stack from that you want to put yourself in a position where you go you know what like I am going to go and fucking cricket coach every Sunday this summer and not going to spend any of the income because I wasn't going to have it until my brain gave me the answer that that's what I should do and now all of a sudden you've got 10 grand just sitting in an account and you've got an emergency fund and you've cleaned up your credit card or whatever and you're going holy shit holy shit look at the skills that I learned along the way to do this how powerful was it to know that you can actually go out and do it? And you'll probably start doing the cricket coaching and go, maybe, just maybe, this is too cheap. Like, why are so many people saying yes to $60 an hour? Maybe it should be 90 And then you start to learn. Like, oh, okay. And you start bumping up your income. So the skills that you're going to learn are just as valuable as hitting the target. And these skills you can obviously use to become more powerful, more valuable, but you can also pass them on to other people as well. Now, finally, I want to tell you, you can't let your current income level be your income ceiling. Do not do that. Do not go, but I'm only on 50k. How will I ever earn 500k? Wrong way to think. The question to your brain is, how can I make $500,000? Then you go and explore it. You've got to start with the belief that you can do it because other people are doing it. So how the fuck are they doing it? Well, then we have to go and research them and figure out, okay, what jobs pay 500K? You know, that's a pretty big one. That is 10 times what your current income is if you're earning 50K. But start with the belief it's possible and then work on the how. Like don't just dismiss it and go, nah, 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 easy for someone else to say or whatever. You know, you've got to figure out what you want and then what it's going to take to get there and then how you could go about doing it. So do not underestimate yourself. Do not underestimate how powerful you actually are. It wasn't until my mate who is good at cricket had the idea that he could make, uh, he could do cricket coaching on a Sunday and now he's bolted on $180 on his Sundays for three hours and you know he could bump that up. But there's $9,360 of income if he does that every Sunday for a year. You know, there's nearly 10 grand that he didn't think existed. So this stuff is possible, but it's what are we willing to do to do it. Finally, our Did You Know for the week, we now have, uh, well not we, Sharesies now have over 600,000 investors using their platform. That's pretty good. That, that That's a pretty grunty amount of people. Look out this weekend, I'll be sending out an application for a $10,000 investment into you and your business idea. We've done a podcast on that, Mikey and I. Can't wait to find someone for that and get them started on that journey and take them for a 12-month uh, a 
hoon on some of the education and the ways that they could turn their side hustle into a business or even just get their side hustle going. And one of the questions in the application form is how much income do you want each year? Like what is your target? Because you know that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see what people think, how realistic it is or how unrealistic or what their thinking is behind how that can happen. And you know, Mike and I are both excited to get into this with people and remember that there's a ask a question Q&A at the bottom of the email now so if you want to ask a question Mike and I will read those out and then answer them we'll keep them anonymous we did an hour on these the other week and we'll be doing that again uh, very very soon as well so check those out you'll be interested in what other questions people are, are asking in there and feel free to chuck your one in there too if we can't answer it we will have a crack at it there you go a half an hour of content and learning for you there I, uh, I'm very passionate about people learning what skills they can turn into some extra income because then you know we can we can transfer those skills to other people we can learn more and we can beat inflation and uh, get on top of some of the things that are coming for us I hope you found that useful let's figure out how we can each individually make 100k set the target I don't want to say it but even if you don't hit it you're on the path right you're on the right direction and you are trying to learn what you need to do to get there so that you can become the one in nine in New Zealand who make that. And hopefully we can turn that into four out of nine, you know, imagine it. And who knows what the country would look like if that is possible or what your Christmas will or what your healthcare will look like or your savings balance or your anxiety levels around your finances, etc. And uh, we just need to encourage more people to start thinking about this stuff and we'll eventually get to find out all right look after yourselves out there keep it 100 get your hundred thousand if you can or at least take 10 percent of your current income and figure out how you can make more of that give your brain the question it'll find you the solutions go well 